All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now with the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. All right, welcome everybody to another installment of Innovation Crush. You want to do the echo, Robert? I thought thought it was coming. It's coming. Okay, all right. Um, So my name is Chris Denson. To my left this time is Robert Donez Jr. uh, from the Sideshow Network. And uh, in case you don't know, in this series, we kind of talk to some of the smartest people we can think of about the smart things that they do in the world. So innovation across uh, marketing, product development, um, brands, and, and, and just whatever else uh, we, we feel kind of sets a really good bar for uh, the next iterations and generations of creators that, that come along. Uh, with us today is George Whiteside. Say hello, George. Hi. Hi. That's very specific. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate your time. George, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what you do? Um, currently? Sure. Uh, I am the CEO of uh, Virgin Galactic, which is Richard Branson's space company, and um, uh, we're trying to open up space to the rest of us. Um, We're building a couple of uh, vehicles uh, right now to accomplish that, and we're building up a spaceport with our partners in the state of New Mexico to to train people and to, to be the site for our operations, and, and we've just got a lot of things going on, so it's an right. exciting project. Are you actually calling from space now? I'm not in space at the moment, okay. although, frankly, we're all in space uh, <laughs> all the time. That's just the way it works. Yes, in our minds. Um, that's great. So uh, my first question is kind of just, you know, uh, a jealousy question, really, but uh, how does it feel to be the most interesting man at a cocktail party? <laughs> well, usually I'm with one of our pilots, so I'm actually not the most interesting person. But um, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's really an honor to be part of this um, uh, this business and uh, this effort because I think it's really historic. And um, credit to Richard for having the the guts to. Um, take, uh, you know, an incredible achievement that was the XPRIZE um, flights and turn that into something that could really open up space uh, for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, that, that actually, I mean, it kind of brings me to a, a really good point. Uh, you know, our show is kind of focused on marketing and brands and, and the, the innovative things that they do and, and products that they, they create. Uh, how, just kind of talk a little bit about the journey, right, for Virgin, as much as you can, um, as, you know, an entity, an entity that starts off in music. Go, you know, goes into mobile devices and services, goes into, you know, airlines, and then, you know, now you're, you're leaving the planet, right? What, <laughs> how, where, do, where do you get the balls, right, to, to kind of do that as a brand? Well, I really do think it basically flows from Richard. Um, you know, I think he is, he is somebody who um, intuitively understands sort of where the next leap is, and um, he was you know, uh, very early to the 
commercial space uh, market, you know, and now obviously there's a lot of people who are doing that. Um, there's a lot of money being put into commercial space entities, but I think, I think Richard always has done sort of, um, I don't want to speak for him, but he's always done, I think what both excites me, what's, what excites him and, and also what, um, offers, you know, the promise of sort of big new markets. And I think commercial space is both of those things. I mean, how could you have something better? It's, it's, uh, you know, it's literally going to space and, and, uh, and all the, the, um, the potential in both in market and inspiration and everything else. Um, it is, it's interesting because, you know, as you say, um, Virgin and Richard were, were known for music at first and then sort of the airlines next. And now I think, you know, at least one of the primary affiliations, if not even potentially the most primary affiliation is, is, is the space thing. And, and it's fascinating that, you know, like a major global brand would go through that evolution over, over time. I think most brands don't go through that. Now, you know, along the lines of, especially in your role, because, you know, Virgin has a very specific brand presence, right? Like, it's edgy, it's colorful, it's bright, you know, it's exciting. Um, as the CEO of Virgin Galactic, how do you preserve that in such a, you know, I don't know, kind of such a, you know, not to be uh, silly, but such a high-flying concept, like, um, you know, commercial flights to space? How do you preserve that brand in that arena? Well, it's actually a great question because, you know, we, um, you know, we're probably doing something, um, you know, pretty different from most of the Virgin Group companies. Most of those companies are very sort of, uh, you know, consumer-based or consumer-facing. And um, we're obviously consumer-facing too, but we're, you know, in in technology development and, uh and, uh, you know, working with a whole bunch of industrial partners. And, and anyway, I mean, these draws on, on experience that the Virgin Group has had for a long time working with airlines and working with train manufacturers and things like that. So it's, it's not completely as, as sort of out there as you might think for the group. The group has a lot of experience developing you know, big infrastructure projects um, through primarily through the airlines and the, and the uh, train company. No. Um, but it is interesting. You know, we need to, we, we always remind ourselves that we're not just sort of a space company, but we're a virgin company, and we need to keep the DNA of that brand fresh inside our company. So we spend a lot of effort on that. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, when I fly virgin, right, which is, you know, I think I speak for millions of people when I say it's probably one of my best flying experiences, you know, and that also, when, you, when we talk about brands, it is every touch point. It's not just the messaging, right? It is the look, the feel, the you know, the smell. Even when I walk into a certain place, um, uh, Robert just looked at me funny, but I, <laughs> but I think like I always think of this example when I go to That's Vegas. You go to, when you uh, yeah, exactly right. Uh, when I go to the Monte Carlo, like I, lo- I I don't whether I stay there or not, I always go to the Monte Carlo Hotel in Las Vegas just because it has an awesome smell. And I, even to the point where I had to ask the staff, I was like, "What is that?" But it is part of the brand. It keeps me going back to to that particular venue. So even here, yes, you know, this is not a plane ticket. But when I step when I set foot onto a Virgin Virgin Galactic vessel, you know, what what kind of experiences are you guys going to create on board? You know, well, that's a great question. We're not we're not going to. I'm not going to tell you everything because some of it's got to oh, be you know unveiled over the course uh, over the course of the next uh, bit of time, but. You know, I mean, I think, you know, what we don't want to do is get in between the customer's experience directly with the space experience. You know, we want that to be a very pure experience and, and to have them, 
Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't need to sugarcoat or put bells and whistles on something that's as profound as, like, looking down at the planet for the first time, looking right. down at your home planet for the first time. And so, you know, I think from a design aesthetic, you know, we're we're really trying to go for a very clean, clean look, um, as you see probably with, you know, many of the airlines and, and other sort of representations of the Virgin brand. Um, so, you know, we're going to spend a lot of effort on the interior, on the seating, um, but also on, um, you know, the ground experience, the spaceport in New Mexico is, is really a, I think, uh, a remarkable building. It was designed by Norman Foster and it's just, uh, it's just an incredible building and, and just the whole experience of, of coming out to the, essentially the, the New Mexico desert, um, you know, which is a profound experience in its own. And then you see the, the spaceport sort of rise, rising out of that landscape. And then you see that, you know, this 12,000 foot runway, I think it's going to be profound for people to go through those few days of training and then, you know, on the big day to, to go out on the tarmac and have their sort of right stuff moment as they walk across the tarmac to their waiting spaceship and then get in that and, uh, and fly to space. It's going to be a pretty amazing thing. And so I think to a certain extent what we're trying to do is just keep that as pure as possible um, and, and allow the fundamental amazingness of it to, to shine through. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, we looked at your LinkedIn and according to LinkedIn, it looks like you only came into existence about four years ago. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Hopefully, hopefully you're a real person, but, um, what, what in your career has prepared you? Like what, what was your journey, right? That, you know, uh, from your early days in your career till now, you know, what was, how'd you get here? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I came on board as CEO in 2010, but I was actually um, had a connection to the company much earlier than that. I was one of the first customers, so I bought a couple of tickets to space. Um, as you know, I, I think you know, within certainly within the first very first people, I think I was again, one of the first you, people. To, to, again, you are the coolest person at the cocktail party. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely the pilot. But anyway, so so my wife and I we bought tickets in in 2005, right after the company was first announced before the vehicles had been designed or anything like, like that. So, I mean, um, but, you know, I was chief of staff at NASA before I came here, and, and um, the Virgin Group uh, recruited me from that position. And so I had sort of, you know, I've I'm, I'm, I'm basically been working mostly in the space industry my, my life. And then, you know, before that, I was interested in space as a kid. And, and um, you know, I realized that um, it was probably unlikely that I was going to be an astronaut, given that I have bad eyesight, and I'm actually not that good an engineer. Um, you know, we'll leave that to the professionals. And so, <laughs> right. um, uh, yeah, so, so this, so, so broadly speaking, um, commercial space, which is like the intersection of business and aerospace and engineering seemed to be a place where I could contribute. And, and, um, that's, that's sort of, so I've, I've worked in a few other companies related to this area and, uh, that's how I ended up here. That's great. Uh, moving away from the science of, the, of all this for a second, uh, from a philosophical standpoint, what would you say is sort of the George Whiteside's personal brand? You know, what do you bring to the table from, you know, whether it's a process or just your own personal perspective on things? What do you want to bring to this table? What's the George Whiteside's personal brand promise? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I think. Uh, what, what I feel very strongly about is two things. One is um, keeping in sight the inspirational promise of this company um, because it is, you know, it is profound and it's easy to sort of get lost in the, the day-to-day as it is with any job. But, it, but even here, you know, it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day and to keep in mind, you know, the profound import of what we're doing. So that's number one. Number two is just 
pragmatism. You know, I think um, as with any company, but particularly with a space company, you need to face reality on a day-to-day basis and sort of struggle with that and come to grips with what reality is. And so that's, you know, coming up with the best possible, the safest possible solutions that you can come up with and then moving on to the next thing and the next thing. And and so what I try to do is just to instill a sense of day-to-day pragmatism uh, founded in safety, but day-to-day pragmatism with what we're doing. And um, anyway, so I think that's the pathway to success here. That's great. Um, so how do you take... I'm almost reading directly from my notes here, but how do you take a stellar offering like uh, Virgin Galactic to market, right? Like, you know, you mentioned inspiration is one thing. I think this is definitely one of those things that becomes aspirational. You know, the more people hear about it, the more, you know, you have to plan this, right? You don't just go like, oh, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I'm going to space tomorrow. Um, you have to plan it. You, someday. You, exactly. Someday. <laughs> uh, it is, you're, right, you're absolutely right, though. It, it is a someday thing. And so... This brand, obviously, you mentioned there's some other competitors, but has to remain top of mind. And if not, you know, how do you engage? I know you have a very specific market, but how do you engage a a sizable enough market that, you know, this becomes a sustainable practice? Well, you know, I mean, I think um, I go all over the country and sometimes all over the world and I talk to folks and. I can uh, authentically say that, at least with the people that I talk to, the desire to go to space is uh, close to universal. That doesn't mean that everybody wants to go to space, but what it does mean is that people of all different ages, from all different countries, um, there there are people from everywhere who want to go into space. So I think the potential market is huge for that, and then it just becomes a question of price, really. And, you know, what our uh, strategy is, is, you know, to begin at the price that we're at and, you know, we'll probably stay there for, for quite some time, frankly. But, um, you know, long-term, I think Richard's aspiration is to bring the, the price of access down. And I think given that my my belief is that the, the market is essentially unlimited, it's just purely dependent on price, I think, you know, over time, as we can expand that opportunity to more people, more and more people are going to want to participate and, and, and experience the transformational you know, view of earth from above. And so, um, you know, I, I have really, uh, amazing expectations and, and hopes for this company because I do think that it's not just a fantastic business, but also something that, um, you know, can have a profound impact on the world. Well, if you want to send a couple of guys on an uh, editorial trip just to kind of cover it, I mean, there's this show called Innovation Crush, which is really awesome. And they they cover all kinds of stuff like this. Just yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. So um, I will uh, make sure that you're on the list. There's, yeah, thank you. Quite a sizable list for that one. <laughs> um, uh, you and I kind of have a, a a mutual friend, a friend of yours, but more of an innovation crush for me, uh, Dan Goods. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Because I and I meant to I meant to bring in this book I was reading to my daughter last night. It's I have an eight year old daughter, and it's kind of like a big book of questions. And one of them asked about space. And when I read it, I had to stop and go like, "What did I just read?" Because it, because it's still like it's such a baffling concept, right? To be off you know off of this planet and, and beyond the atmosphere um and when you t- when you tell me it's 230 million you know or billion stars or whatever it is, whatever the statistics were uh dan has this innate ability to convert those concepts into tangible artworks 
right? Or, and, and just art exhibitions that kind of explain the concept or they create experiences. Um, what is your kind of, I don't know, just what's, what are your thoughts on that? And how important is that, especially as you guys start to, you know, uh, just space becomes more of a, a daily conversation or a household conversation? Uh, well, my two cents on that is that, um, you know, space is so vast um, and so otherworldly that it really helps to have people who can translate um, that data and that reality into concepts or experiences that people can sort of integrate into their own life or their own worldview or their own perspective. And um, Dan is fantastic at uh, doing that. And, uh, you know, we need more people like him. I don't think there are a lot of people like him, but we need more people like him. I don't him think because, there are. You know, you, I don't think you, they exist. <laughs> yeah. Not a long list there either. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we really need people who are able to translate it because it's so sort of wondrous but also just, awe-inspiring and vast that it's really hard to wrap your head around, you know, the concept that, you know, they're probably, you know, 500 billion planets in our Milky Way and we're just one galaxy out there. You know, it's, how do you, like, get your head around a number like that? It's really hard. So Dan, Dan, Dan is uh, great at thinking about ways to communicate that. You can choose to answer this question if you want. Um, do you believe, speaking of how vast the universe is, do you believe in other life forms? Well, I don't know, but I mean, I think, you know, given that um, there's probably a half a billion planets in our solar system, sorry, in our in our Milky Way galaxy, and then, you know, we're one of just one of many, many billions of galaxies, you know, so you're talking about, um, I don't know, millions of trillions of planets out there <laughs> in all probability. Um, right. Those are big numbers, and uh, every time in the course of human history that, um, we thought that we were like special, uh, you know, whether we thought that the earth was the center of the planet or uh, uh, sorry, of the solar system or whatever, uh, we've been proven wrong. So, uh, you know, I don't know, it may take a while for the data to come in, but I think it's, it's unlikely that we're, um, you know, unique in that respect. Got it. Um, so what's, I mean, you know, with Virgin sort of being such a courageous brand, you know, is there anything beyond, you know, this venture? Like, is there anything that's next? Like, what do you do? What, like, what do you, what do you do? What's past space? <laughs> right, exactly. So we talked, we started off talking a little bit about the journey as a brand, and maybe you can't speak on it because you're solely focused on Galactic. But you know, what is next for a brand like Virgin? Well, I can't really speak for the brand. I mean, the brand is involved in so many different things now from, you know, mobile phones to banking to all kinds of new ideas that are coming down the pike. You know, um, it's hard for me to express that. But what I can say for Galactic's perspective is that there's a lot of different things that are possible um, given where we stand today. And, and, you know, those could involve things like space habitats, you know, going up to orbit and doing things, or it could even... um, uh, you know, entail things like going from one point on the surface of the planet to another, you know, at much faster speeds than we've gotten used to over the last 50 years with jet travel. We've been basically going the same speed in jet travel, about Mach 0.8, you know, for 50 years. And I think that's crazy, you know, like, um, and so, uh, you know, I think that there's innovations that we can bring to uh, just transportation. Now, those won't happen like next year. They won't happen the year after that. But I think there a lot of the technologies that we'll be demonstrating will be um, will be evolvable into things that could 
um, work in, in that respect. So I think, um, I don't know about group. I know group's going to keep doing, you know, amazing things and expanding into new areas. But I, I think from Galactic's perspective, you know, there's some very concrete things that we could do over the, over the coming years. That's great. Um, take, take this conversation all in, you know, just, just bask in it for a second. And then um, there's a phrase I would like for you to uh, complete. And uh, that phrase is, Innovation to me is um, you know life in a way i mean or 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 sort of like um life generating I guess you know we have to have it, and I think if we don't have it um you know we sort of start uh dying a little so we've gotta we've gotta we've gotta nurture it in our own lives and and bring it and share it to to others It's pretty awesome. Um, well, thank you. Do you have any questions for me? I, you know, I probably can't answer them. You're probably way smarter than I am. So, um, <laughs> I doubt that, but no, I'm good, but, uh, it's been great to talk to you and, and, uh, yeah. And so people can stay tuned. It'll be an exciting year coming up. Yes. It'll be fantastic. I'll make sure we get you some, uh, Dos Equis in the mail for, for being the most interesting man. In the, in the- <laughs> uh, but thank you very, very much, good. George Whitesides. Um, everyone, this has been another amazing episode of uh, Innovation Crush, and we thank you for listening, and we thank our guests, and I thank Robert for uh, staring at me strangely, <laughs> and me stra- staring at him as well. So thank you. Uh, you'll hear us next time. Bye-bye. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.